Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today? So uh, I'm really lucky to have Chris Williams with us today. Uh, how are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good, Zuber. How are you? I'm doing well. So I met Chris Williams about a year ago now. Uh, we actually met uh, over a transaction. Turns out he was uh, he actually was in the hospital, as he'll just tell you in a minute, having his uh, his baby girl, as I recall, uh, adding becoming the third child uh, after a set of twins. And um, he actually turned a property over that I call Little Nevada, and uh, that's how we got started. So uh, thank you very much for that. Oh, yeah, you got it. It's a good deal. Excellent. So I like to start these videos uh, by actually highlighting – you know, what you're doing in your business today, I know you call yourself a real estate entrepreneur, which I love. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what that is and what you're doing in your business today? Sure. Yeah. So I've been uh, full-time in real estate since 2014. So, um, you know, just a hair over four years. So, I, you know, like I told you, entrepreneur, um, I say entrepreneur because I, I look at this not transactionally, but really as a business and as systems and um, you know, I'm always trying to take the mindset of not just getting to the next deal, but looking at a year, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, I not only wholesale and fix and flip, but I'm also a real estate agent as well. So for every opportunity that crosses my path, I try to look at it from as many different avenues as possible. And that's, you know, do I list it as an agent, if that's a possibility with the seller, do I buy it as a fix and flip? Do I buy it as a rental? Do I take it down and wholesale it to someone else? Or do I need to refer it to somebody else who can maybe do a better job and I get a referral fee? So just always looking at it from as many avenues as possible and not just trying to be you know, a one-trick pony or, or having to say no to deals because I don't know how to uh, say no because it doesn't fit into a certain model, but being able to look at it from different perspectives. Yeah, that's great. I think, I think one question we should address uh, because there's so much to unpack there that I have notes on, but let's just hit this one. Cause I get it a lot is, you know, should I go get my license, right? You, you have your license. You shared that, uh, truth be told, one of the things I did after I retired is went and got my license. Uh, I'll share my reason in a moment. Why don't, why don't you share yours and your thoughts on a license pro con? Yes, no. Sure. I think it all depends on deals. You know, if your if your goal for income is maybe, you know, low six figures, having a license can actually be really beneficial for sure. Um, if you're like myself or maybe some other people where your goal is, I mean, my, my five-year goal is $10 million a year. Um, if I was focused on basically playing realtor in a sense where I'm showing people houses, meeting with people, doing all the paperwork, it can literally be a distraction. And so that is something that I have been actually slowly phasing out over the last couple of years. 
and, and I'm at the point right now where I do about one transaction a month, and it's mainly from referrals. It's from uh, close friends and family, people from my church who want to go buy a house, and it's like, you know, I, I love them, you know, yeah. already close with them, so I spend a little bit more time with them, help them, and, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll make, you know, a few grand on that. So um, the thing is, the, the, the licensed transactions, they take a lot of time, a lot of effort, and they have a really low return, sure. unless you're talking about price higher price transactions where you can make, you know, 15, 20, $30,000 commissions. But in our market, you know, average uh, home value is at 230 or something like that. So you're talking to, you know, maybe a $5,000 commission after a broker split. Um, so where a lot of our focus is as far as a flip would be this hundred to $200,000 houses. Yeah. If I were to be taking a lot of commission from there, you know, you're still talking a net of three or 4,000. Um, in the long run, that can definitely be a distraction. So a, a pro is, um, I've noticed there's a little bit more professionalism. I, I seem to have a little bit more respect with sellers when they know that I'm licensed by the state. Mm-hmm. And all and legally, I have to reference that and they know um, that I have to work within those guidelines. Um, another pro is I can kind of move out of working as an agent and move in more into a referral. So, you know, if I'm referring several transactions out a month, I could be creating an additional flow of income, mm-hmm. you know, maybe grand, maybe five or six grand uh, for deals that I don't have to work, but maybe someone else is working. So that could be an additional form of income. There's also the possibility, again, thinking as an entrepreneur, I could open my own brokerage. Um, I do qualify for my broker's license, or I can go, you know, franchise with another company, have a few agents under me to kind of work hand in hand with my investment company. So, and those are things we're exploring. I'm actively exploring right now yeah and we're thinking about the next couple of years or or sooner um but again it depends on goals so um if my goal wasn't bigger like that but um you know let's say i just even wanted to make high six figures i could again i could see having a license could be a distraction so it just really depends yeah on um you know again your personality type what your goals are your long-term vision yeah yeah I for me yeah, for me, getting my license was, I guess, something I always thought I had to do, if I'm honest with myself, right? I've been in real estate investing now, um, you know, buying, being a buy and hold guy for, for almost 16 years. And then when you kind of retire from that busy W-2 life, you sort of feel like you've got nothing else to do. So getting a license was just something I could put on the list to sort of check the box. For me, I yeah. never represent sellers or buyers. I, I won't do that, right? Mm-hmm. To your point time is my currency, right? And I thought that was a really nice twist, right? Where people should consider time. However, how I use my license, I buy a lot of stuff. And if I'm going to buy out of the MLS, I might as well use my license. And I use it like a cashback credit card, right? I basically get up 1% cashback from everything I buy. Because again, I don't do the paperwork. I basically partner with another licensed agent. They do the paperwork. And then there's the broker's Mm -hmm. piece. So roughly I get about 1% of the deal. And hey, if it's a cashback credit card for stuff I was going to buy already, go for it. So that, that's what my license yeah. means to me. Uh, I think you've heard now, everyone, getting your license can help. It can get you to some income level. But I think the point about time is not talked about enough because time is the constraint oh, for, sure. for most people. And uh, I thought how you yeah. walked through that in your bigger vision was awesome. So I appreciate that. One yeah, more thing. Sure. One more thing on what you're doing now, because the other thing I, I noted and sort of circled is you look at every lead that comes in and you're willing to 
treat leads differently, but you try to treat all leads somehow, some way. And I think, I think we have to unpack that a little bit because I hear too many people say, I'm a flipper, I'm a wholesaler, I'm buy and hold. And yeah. to your point, that boxes them in. And you yeah. know, it causes Absolutely. you to mislead. So why don't you just hit on that some more because your experience in, in, in that is, is uh, awesome. And maybe an example or two would be great if you could think of any. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what was crazy is, um, you know, like we're both licensed. So a lot of times I'm, I'm looking at the MLS, I'm running comps. I see other properties that sold. And what's crazy is I'll see, I'll see a fixer upper then agent listed sold to another cash buyer who was represented by, you know, another agent. So they earned what two and a half, three percent on like yeah. a $70,000. That fix and flipper, you know, put 20, $30,000 into it and sold it for 160, 170. Yeah. And I'm sitting there head like like you're you're in an industry where making 20 30 50 100 thousand dollar check is not that hard to do yeah but as your vision was like this yeah you only make and to me like that just like blows my mind like you have so many different avenues that you could take to make a lot of money and so just looking at it from one avenue you're going to miss on so many opportunities so when i see agents who do that i'm thinking like okay you could have wholesaled it you could have fixed and flipped it. Like you're already in the industry going to people and saying, Hey, this is what I do. I have this opportunity. We can buy it for 70. You've got to put 30 into it. Do you have a hundred grand? You know, we can go, we can go in at 50, 50, split it. We'll each make 20 grand or whatever that's going to be, you know, but uh, most agents are, are taught and trained to think like realtors and it's very hard to get them out of that realtor box. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I see that all the time. I'm literally every month I see that and I'm scratching my head like, man, you could have done so, you know, so many different things. And of course, not everybody knows, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> why don't, so why don't we just hit one more example, right? Uh, sometimes timing is, <clears throat> right? Sometimes you would go into a deal and go, Hey, if you had nothing else going on, you would flip it. Uh, which is, I think what you would have done with that house I called little Nevada in the introduction, but you had other life events come up and you know what? You're like, Hey, this guy's been bothering me for a month. Sorry about that. Uh, why don't I take a little now so I can focus on what's important to me? Uh, and then we'll see what he does. And if he's some guy I want to be connected with or not, uh, cause I'm sure that was something you were thinking and rightly so. But why don't you talk about that kind of unique situation and, and you know, the, the beauty of having multiple options. Definitely. Yeah. Well, when that lead came through, um, you know, once kind of the dust settled and I was able to really run comps, look at pictures and all that. Um, what I did was I, I kind of calculated if I were to buy it, how much do I have to put into it? What can I sell it for? You know, and I know you and I, our flipping formula is different because of, of your type of buyers you're dealing with, whereas I would be dealing with buyers or paying market value, you're kind of dealing with those turnkey buyers mm-hmm. uh, who are willing to pay based on what you can give them in that turnkey model. So I looked at it and, you know, based on what I'm paying in private money or partnerships, you know, uh, I was thinking I could make 30 grand in probably a four month time. Mm-hmm. You know, once we get those squats out, which you were able to do quickly, once we get it fixed up, put on the market, you know, we've got that FHA window we got to work with. Yeah. Get a buyer, close on it. Or, you know, maybe I can make X amount. So I, in the, maybe I can make X amount, which was like $20,000 or more in a short time by just wholesaling. So I sent it to you kind of as a test. And it's yeah. like, hey, if I can make $20,000 or more right now and close in two weeks, I'll do that versus making 30000 over four months. 
because once you once once you factor in your your time value, uh, that twenty thousand dollar wholesale far outweighs that thirty thousand dollar profit in a fix and flip. So um, I do that too. I mean, every time I get a contract signed, I go back to the drawing board and I look, you know, what is my time in money out versus yeah. a fix and flip and a wholesale. So you know, I don't have rentals yet, but I still look at every deal. If I were to turn this into a rental, where would I be? Uh, and then I do the same thing on fix and flip a wholesale and a wholesale now too. So there are some we can buy, literally trash out, spend a thousand, two thousand dollars, and immediately list it on the market. Yeah. So that is an option as well that we're looking into. Yeah, and it, and hopefully we'll get into this in in uh, follow on section, but I'll just put it here. You know that the long term way to wealth, not high income, but wealth, yeah. is buy and hold. Only owning some rentals. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll talk sure, about yeah. that later. So this has been yeah. great. Uh, lots of focus on time. Lots of treating leads differently um, based on your your uh, real estate entrepreneur. I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Why don't we rewind the clock and see if we can paint a vision of Chris Williams before he was successful and he was the real estate entrepreneur we see in front of us now? Where were you in the beginning? Kind of paint that vision of how you got started. Any trials and tribulations? You know, any of that stuff, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So I, I really got started in the beginning of 2010. So it was just over eight years ago, almost nine, actually, we're yeah. right up right into the year 2018. So, um, you know, I had always had an interest in real estate, but never really did anything. And um, I was at the time I was cleaning pools. It was a real great company, I actually left my job, you know, it wasn't making a ton amount of money, but it was a really cool job. And I remember just realizing like, not really going to go far here. I would really love to be an entrepreneur. Would really love getting real estate. So, um, just when I'd get home from, from my work, I would just Google how to make money in real estate. So I kind of heard about fix and flipping again. This was late, late 2009, early 2010. And then, uh, stumbled across wholesaling on YouTube and it was just this crazy concept. You know, I think it was, uh, uh I forget what it, the flip man, I forget his name. Um, uh, and he, and he basically quickly explained wholesaling, like, hey, you can find a seller who wants to sell for 30000 and you find a cash buyer who wants to buy for 33000 and then you make that $3,000, uh, you know, that $3,000 commission, and you don't have to put up any money or anything like that. Yeah. And it's just, I heard that my mind was blown, and <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to buy properties, you know, I could do that every month. So um, I just, I started calling agents, started calling investors posting on Craigslist and uh, ran into a gentleman who's about a year or two older than me, just getting started, kind of same place. We had similar goals, similar values. And we're just like, Hey, rather than competing, let's just figure this out together. You know? So we became business partners and um, quit my job in March of 2010. And we were uh, full-time together for about two years. And um, you know, we never, never really had any education. We just kind of, swung for the fences and saw what happened. We were doing about 14, 15 deals a year in wholesale and they were pretty good wholesales. And then we had a couple of fix and flips in there too. And at the end of 2011, um, there's nothing personal, but I just felt like it was time for me to go on my own. So yeah. uh, 2011, I went on about December. So, so going into completely being on my own in 2012. And at that time I had never negotiated any deal. I was really, I was the marketing man and numbers man. So I was managing the marketing and running the numbers on, on deals and figuring out what we could do with it. And then he was going in, he was the closer. I mean, he was the salesperson. Yeah. He had years of sales experience and he was really good at it. Really good at talking with people, really good at building rapport. So when it came to me being on my own, man, I just, I fumbled left and right. And, you know, still to this day, I remember 
um, you know, my phone ringing and me just like shaking, <laughs> you know, shaking and so fearful of like, I can't answer this phone. And I remember my phone ringing and me being so fearful, picking my phone up and throwing it across the room because I just like, it was almost like there was death on the other end of that line, oh. uh, even though I'm just so fearful. And, um, you know, I still tried and I did my marketing and, uh, in 2012, there was, uh, there were so many of those like, uh, you know, shiny objects. So people were talking about bulk REO. They were talking about lease options oh, yeah. and this. I was trying to learn everything. And what was cool is like, I was actually getting in contact with hedge funds and big banks and kind of getting my foot in the door for a lot of things, but never really making any progress anywhere. So I, I burnt through, you know, a few grand in savings really quickly. 2012, um, basically lost almost everything I had um, in that year. My cell phone probably got turned off four or five times. My car went into default probably three or four times. Ended up basically living on a couple credit cards just to pay my bills and um, really felt defeated. Ended up just basically kind of giving up and uh, but only really doing enough, doing enough action to just convince myself that I was still taking action, that I'm still in the game. Yeah. But not getting anywhere, literally not making a dollar or a dime in real estate. Started kind of taking some odd and inside jobs, um, like working on people's houses. I kind of worked worked a couple of jobs for a contractor, worked as a little handyman here and there just to kind of create some income. And then um, late 2012, I ended up getting a job as uh, an office assistant for a local flipper and redeveloper developer. He's kind of kind of into in everything here, uh, bigger name now. And in a couple of months, I worked my way to project manager. And at the time, they were probably buying, you know, 80, 80 90 houses a year. Wow. Um, houses, but houses to apartment complexes, uh, to commercial, all that stuff. So worked worked as a project manager for about a year and a half. And in that time, uh, I did really give up on my dreams and my goals. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I would, ta- I would take some action. You know, maybe I put up some banded signs. Maybe I'd send out some letters. But it was enough to make me feel good that I didn't give up. It was just, it was trying to convince myself that I didn't give up, even though I really did. In my heart, I gave up. Um, And then in June 2013, I ended up asking my girlfriend to marry me. And of course, she said yes, because she's, you know, she's my wife today. So um, I remember uh, late June, you know, probably engaged for two weeks. I was driving and I was just thinking about all the bills I had to pay. I was thinking about the wedding coming up. I was thinking about my car. my car was in and out of the shop literally every month. And every time it was like a grand, $1,500 every time. The German car was not cheap, <laughs> was not cheap at all. And, uh, and I was just complaining. And I couldn't get it, I couldn't, could not get the car to pass smog. Every time I'd take it in to get something fixed, all that did was that took, that took care of some issue that then revealed another issue. You know, some sensor was off, something was off. So mm. every month in and out of the shop, I was driving, I was complaining. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I mentioned, but I, I, I am a Christian, I'm a believer. So I was even just like grumbling and praying to God, like, yeah. Lord, I feel like put all these dreams and these goals in my heart, this vision that you've given me, but I feel like I'm seeing the complete opposite. And I feel like everything I try, I'm failing at this and, um, just really complaining. And I remember uh, at the time I drank energy drinks every day and there was this particular star. Uh, they discontinued now, but they had it then. I think it's like some acai berry or something like that. I really wanted it. And just in my angry state, like, this is going to make me feel better. So I went to 
a gas station that normally has it, they were out. I went to like a 7-Eleven that normally has it, they were out. I went to a Save Mart that normally has it, they were out. And then finally I went to one other place and, and they had it. Um, I think it was another grocery store. And every time the a store didn't have it, I just got madder and madder. <laughs> and driving faster and driving more aggressive. Like, God, oh, this is so stupid. And um, I remember finally getting it, going to the car, sitting down and just cracking it open, taking a drink. And it's just like, there's a sigh of relief. Like, yes, finally, you know, finally I can get what I want, you know? And it was like, right in that moment, it just hit me. And it's like, man, I feel like I've, uh, I've hit these obstacles in my life, dreams and my life goals. And, and in, even in pursuing what I feel like I was created for, like I've hit obstacles yeah. and I've just given up. I hit an obstacle, I give up. But here, I just stopped at nothing. I stopped at nothing to get a little $3 drink that's not going to do much for me. Only going to provide a little bit of energy for like an hour before I'm tired again. <laughs> and it might even, it literally might even kill me. You know? <laughs> I'm just wasting. So if I'm willing to stop at nothing for a little drink, why can't I do the same when it comes to real estate? And so yeah. that's what I said. I said, okay. You know, just praying. I was like, Lord, I feel like this is where you called me, but this is what I'm going to do. I don't want to waste any more time. So I'm going to give it 30 days. 30 days, I'm going to go all out. And in 30 days, I have to line up $10,000 or more. And if I don't do that, I'm gonna, I'm just going to hang up my hat and say, okay, real estate isn't for me. Maybe now it's time to, to go find a career somewhere else. So for 30 days, I, I literally gave it my all. So, you know, I worked eight to five. So I'd get in my office at 7.30, I'd plan out my day, see who I needed to call. Every break I was on, I was on the phone. My lunch break, I was on the phone. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat. I'd clock out at five and I'd stay in the office till 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. And within 30 days, I lined up 15 grand in awesome. wholesale fee. And it was just like, yeah, this is it. Like pure confirmation, like yeah, if I just you know put my mind to being determined and sticking with it, I know I can get it done. So I uh, did a few more deals in 2013 and coming into the end of 2013 in December, I just made the decision that 2014, I wanted to go full-time and build a business. So I wrote out a plan and a goal. And it was amazing. We have a full-time job doing two, three, four deals a month, yeah. um, sticking with it. And so come March of 2014, I went full-time and, um, you know, had, had a lot of up and downs since then, you know, 2014, I closed 33 deals in my first year full-time on my own. Um, you know, 2015, 2016 was less than that, but more profit. 2017, uh, of course, at the end of 2016, November was when our twins were born, which was a huge shock, huge shock in time and effort. So yeah. really, really, really went down to part hours. I mean, maybe 2017, I probably averaged 10 hours a week, yeah. uh, but we were still able to bring in those figures and uh, we were able to hire our first employee in the summer of 2017. And she was part-time for a year before we moved her to full-time this past month. So um, 2018 has been absolutely amazing. This has been a stellar banner month, uh, I mean, banner year. And, um, you know, we joined a mastermind in June, uh, moved our part-time employee to full-time in October, hired another full-time employee. So we're here in the office. We have uh, two full-time employees. My, my wife's office is next door. She does a lot with our books. Um, and then I'm here now too. So we're focusing a lot on wholesaling, trying to expand on the flipping end. Uh, you know, just having a lot of experience 
with the pro uh, project management and then doing some of our own flips, but we really wanted to expand in that area as well. That's very cool. I think I know what your title of your video is going to be. It's uh, Chris William, never give up or never give up on your dream. Something like that. I think that, I think that. Never give up, never surrender. There you go. There you go. All right. So as we sort of round this out, I want to sort of fast forward. So we sort of educated everybody on what you're doing now, your origin story, but you've already sort of painted yeah. this vision or dream of $10 million that I wrote that down, circled it going, we're going back there. So why don't you paint the vision of, of, of where Chris Williams sees himself in, in three to five years, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm writing this down too. So you have to forgive me. I think I woke up kind of feeling like I'm getting a cold. So I get raspy or nasally. Uh, just no, you're, you're all good. Kind of <clears throat> yeah, so going back to kind of talking about looking at this business from a business perspective. Like I, I, I don't consider myself just a wholesaler or just a flipper, or just an agent. Like I am a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, I have big dreams, goals. I want to make a big impact in this world. Um, so with that, I just, I believe in reaching as, as high and as big as possible. So my five-year goal is $10 million a year in, in revenue and um, preferably really profitable revenue. You know, I don't want to spend 9 million to make yeah. 10 million. Uh, that, that would be kind of pathetic. Yeah, but, that'd be um, bad. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, um, so we're mostly based in Fresno right now, but I'm looking at being able to expand into different markets every year to see how can we replicate what we're doing. Uh, you know, we ha really haven't had to spend too much money or too much marketing to get good traction. So I want to really look at my business from almost a scientific perspective of breaking everything down to, you know, the decimal of what we do and figure out how do we replicate that in other markets. So you know, I don't have to go over to the next market and do a hundred deals a year. Mm -hmm. I can do 30 average, you know, 20, $30,000 a deal and then move over to the next market and do yeah. 30, 40 uh, deals a year. So um, that's what we're looking at as far as expansion. Um, you know, I, I put 10 million on there cause that's a number that's, that's 500 deals a year at $20,000 a deal. So I, I think it's very doable. It's very possible. I know there are other companies that do that. And, um, you know, my, my thing right now is I'm looking at who, as far as companies and entrepreneurs, who are those people who are 10, 100, 1,000 miles ahead of me that yeah. I can replicate what they're doing now, um, which really led us to joining a mastermind. Um, you know, there's a lot of bigger entrepreneurs I'm following, and I'm just taking cues from them. You know, um, years ago, I was kind of anti-education. Mm -hmm. I was kind of, you know, you know, YouTubeology or whatever you want to say, you know, uh, had a, had a degree in YouTube. So <laughs> I thought like, Hey, I'm making, you know, a hundred grand, 200 grand a year, you know, not, not having any kind of education. So therefore you don't need it. But thinking now seeing like getting coaches, getting mentors, jumping into mastermind programs, like it cuts your curve so short compared to just trying to figure it out, oh, which is what I did. I mean, we joined our mastermind in June of this year and we've in like four or five months we tripled our business wow. about two and a half of what we were doing then and um, just saying like okay uh, whatever we want to do is possible and you know we're we're now rubbing shoulders with people who are doing 150 250 300 deals a year and we're taking from them and we're learning from them and whatever they tell us to do we're just putting it to work <laughs> and doing it uh, you know there's no question about it it's just yeah. You you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just find 
find the people who are where you want to be, ask them questions, listen to them, and do whatever they say. And if that means you have to pay to get there, that is yeah. obviously, I mean, our, our mastermind is a high ticket. I mean, it's 25 grand, but yeah. um, I get that back in less than a month. So it's just, you know, more than well worth it to, to get into stuff like that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like you, I, I was, um, when I began or, or started this out, I thought if I read every book, you know, because again, I started before YouTube was around. So let's just be clear on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I recently attended my first mastermind, actually, <clears throat> breakfast meeting. We had whatever it was, three or four months ago, and uh, was um, equally impressed and excited just because, again, you're rubbing shoulders yeah. with, you know, people that are sort of miles ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some people behind you that you can pull forward. And in real estate investing, the more you do this, it is a network and the value of what you can bring is, is a network since, you know, our, our relationship is growing in the like, hence this interview. So I appreciate it. Um, so I'm absolutely pro mastermind, pro education, uh, but it has to be from the right people. It has to be people doing the business, right? Uh, I do get a little nervous and it happens the most during peaks of market, which I think we're in today of the gurus coming out, right? Um, you know, they've, Absolutely. you know, maybe they've done something, you know, three or four times and now they're trying to sell it for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. Uh, I think you can yeah. find the, the snake oil salesman and, and avoid those. Uh, but if you have yeah. the people with the track record and they're documented and it's, you can see it, ask questions and listen. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would very much steer newbies away from anything high ticket. I mean, even the 10, 20, 30, oh. $50,000 um, and, and don't get me wrong, there are some really good low cost programs too that are $300, $500, 1000 $1,500 that will help you get started in actually building a business, mm -hmm. um, start doing deals regularly. And once you build traction, you start building a business, then being able to jump into something bigger like that, I think is, is, is phenomenally worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there are Justin Williams with House Flipping HQ, there's, you know, Cody Sperber, mm -hmm. Sean Terry people who have proven systems, uh, really good testimonials. You know, I've been students of them um, and they have those, those introductory programs, you know, a few hundred dollars to make a grand or so um, that for a newbie, I think is well worth it. Get in there, get your feet wet, learn as much as possible, get some deals under your belt. And then when you're ready, jump into the bigger, the bigger programs. Totally agree. So we're, we're just about wrapping up here, but I want to make sure we give you, you some time, air time to just sort of, share with the audience here, you know, whatever you like, whether it's, you know, how to get a hold of you, uh, what your perfect buyer looks like, if you want private money, whatever, whatever you want to get back, why don't you, why don't you take the floor and, and uh, I'll shut up. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, our, our short term goal right now is 10 deals a month and we're almost there. Uh, and so we're, we're picking up some really good properties I mean, from, from single family residences to some land, um, you know, we've got some condos going. I'm now looking at just as opportunity crosses our desk, we're looking at commercial and, you know, like I said, apartments and stuff like that. Uh, I would really love to get connected with some more buyers. To tell you the truth, I don't really need more fix and flip buyers. Um, fix and flippers are a dime a dozen. Um, but as we're moving into this more competitive market, um, you know, a lot of our offers have to go up. So mm -hmm. I know um, it'll be easier for us to work with those landlords you know, the guys who want to hold for five or 10 years um, to even, um, you know, people who, who have the cash or the money or the investments that might not be getting the return you want. Uh, we also want to be able to raise more money as well for ourselves to go purchase more of these properties. And because some of these deals are really, really good deals. 
And I know we can provide really good returns uh, for people to, in a sense, just sign a paper and wire funds. And, you know, X amount of month, months later, you get a pretty good return. So we've done that. And we've done that a few times and want to do that more, uh, which I love too. So I don't, I don't just take it from a perspective of how do I make myself money? I'm looking, I'm looking around and being like, how can I help other people? You know, yeah. if someone who's only getting percent in the bank, how can I help you get a much greater return than that? And the same thing, someone who's looking to get into rentals, how do I help that person get good rentals with good returns, even get them set up with good property management and, you know, not have to go hire an agent and go pay market value for a property. Cause yeah. I know when you go market value for a property, your return is going to be much smaller and, um, you know, that life cycle on that money is going to be tied up for a long time. So yeah. um, I take that perspective of how, who can I help? How can I help them? And can I help as many people as possible? Uh, that, that is so awesome. But let's not forget the most important part. How do you want them to get a hold of you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, shoot me an email. That's Chris at ibuyhousesfresno.com. And then, and you can also give me a call. My cell phone is 559-593-2987. Also here on Facebook, um, not always the easiest to get a hold of. If you call or text me, I will give you a call back if, if I you know, can't get a hold of you. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I do have a really busy life. So in the evenings, most of it is tied to ministry as far as on the weekends too. Um, and then we're here in the office basically from about nine to four every day. So uh, if you call or text and I don't answer, I will get back to you. Yeah. And he will get back to you. I'm, I'm uh, proof positive of that. He, gets, he, he does follow up and get back to me. I appreciate it all the time. So, Chris, I want to thank you very much. This has been a tremendous interview. I think there's lots to unpack here. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I want you to have a great day. And c- congrats on your newest edition. You've got about child number four on the way, I saw. Yeah, yeah, we're about three months. I think we're three months on the way. So we're going to have four kids under three. Woo! Uh, so. <laughs> all right, It'll be man. crazy. Take, take care of yourself, all right? Thanks. All right, Thank you. Appreciate it.